2: I thought that Dinwiddie was coming at 3.30. You're sure he's coming at 6.30? He's
4: probably on Air Force One getting his diapy changed. They had to divert. Now, before I get into Illinois and why it's the perfect haven for the mafia, the capital for all political corruption... And La Cosa Nostra. Only this time they're Irish and they're short in the pants and their wives are very sexually frustrated. Let me clarify just one thing, Squirrel. I want you to remind me to go back to this as well. The reason that the number, the unemployment rate ticked up. You see, no one's talking about that. They give you the number that they can fraud. The payroll increase. You don't know if that's somebody getting two jobs or three jobs. You don't know what that is. And you don't know how to separate that from government spending versus private sector and the rest of it. The only number that ever matters is, in fact, the labor force participation rate. And that number dropped 328,000 in a month. So let all of these political whores put lipstick on the pig of the Joe Biden economy. And that's all they're going to do. And I've got Joe Biden stumbling and mumbling, and nobody knows what the hell this idiot's talking about because the dementia has short-circuited his brain. In the meantime, he is coming to the place he should... They should move the White House here Well, Joe Biden is uh, the usurper-in-chief of the most important office in the world. And the reason is, the Wall Street Journal released an incredible article today. Illinois is the government union heaven. Heaven! And it turns out that our own beanbag slob of a trust fund baby, La Cosa Nostra Democrat Generation, of mafia, as if the 17 hours of the FBI tapes to Rob Luguevich didn't convince anybody. But it doesn't matter, and this is the reason why. The state has 132,188 public sector union employees who earn over $100,000. That's if you don't include all the benefits. Right now, we have more state police retired earning earning over 150000 a year in pensions than we have on the job. It's over. That's it. The, the, the answer. Do you, Not a one of them, not a one, is going to vote against the Cosa Nostra government unions. Not a one of them. Now, let's get into some of the real nitty gritty of exactly what's brought down a once great state. With 14, 14 nuclear plants. 14, yet not a one of them on. Oil, gas, natural gas, coal. We got it all. Refuse to take it out because ComEd has been bribing the Irish mafia for 30 years. 30 years. And when they get caught, what's the penalty? Doesn't matter. You pay it. They raise your rates. It's a wonderful, wonderful scam. And on top of that, the list includes please. Here we go. $300,000 a year. 18 school superintendents with salaries above $300,000 and some 16,592 retirees with over six-figure pensions. Five of the top 10 public school employee payouts are for pensions above $330,000 a year. A year! Stick a fork in it. It's done. Not a one of them. Not a one of them probably primarily lives here. Not a one of them contribute to this atrocity of taxation. And that is why in the state of Illinois, we are the number two in property taxes. The number two. Only behind the number one. Do you think it's California? You'd be wrong. It's New Jersey. So it is exactly the old joke that we always tell. New York invented political corruption. New Jersey perfected it. And Chicago made it an art form. Bob Ritter, is that how you say his name? Ritter? Whatever. President of the Chicago Federal uh, uh, Federation of Labor boasted recently, people can make or break, union people can make or break the administration regardless of whether they need our money or not because we represents the heart and minds of Illinois. Mr. Ritter understands who the real governor is. It's him and the other union mafia bosses. And this pay-to-play scheme that you keep watching and you keep hoping will change. I think it can nationally, but it certainly won't in these Democrat sewer strongholds. Because they understand the game. They know how it works. And right now you have a, a senator who is a joke of a representative. A joke, Tammy Duckworth, and she understands how to play the game. She knows how to get reelected in perpetuity because it isn't about representing the real interests of the citizens. It's about representing the real interests of La Cosa Nostra.
3: First vote that you cast is going to uh, defend the right for uh, our workers to unionize it.
2: Senator Tammy Duckworth was in south suburban Will County this afternoon urging support for a proposed amendment to the state constitution. That is at the uh, top of the fall ballot. This is the so-called workers' rights amendment that would prohibit the passage of any anti-union right-to-work laws.
0: Those laws have been adopted in Indiana, Wisconsin, other neighboring states. Our political editor, Mike Flannery, is here now to explain more of what's happening here. Mike.
5: Well, Sally and Anthony, Illinois unions began pushing this amendment when former Governor Bruce... uh, uh, Rouner called for a right-to-work law, which typically weakens union bargaining power. Critics of the Workers' Rights Amendment say it will strengthen government unions and force tax increases. These costs are so high that we now have the highest property taxes in the country. If they get more powers enshrined in the Constitution, and that's why they want it, right? They wouldn't want this unless they gave them something more. They want more powers. And if they're enshrined in the Constitution, well, then the ordinary person, the ordinary lawyer has no power. power. They're going up. And and parents' rights are are going down. taxes going up?
6: Uh, uh, We would suggest this amendment has nothing to do with taxes, has everything to do with boosting wages for middle-class workers.
4: The average teacher... Squirrel, you should go back to school and become a teacher. Now, granted, you'd have to change yourself into a communist. You'd have to wear red. You'd have to lower your IQ by 60 points. However, what you would gain is that the average Chicago teacher's compensation, average $108,730, including salary and benefits. Average. Now, if you cozy up to the organized mafia of unions, then you get yourself one of those true one percenters. $330,000 in sitting on your ass. Kind of like you did when you were a teacher. And that's why none of the Chicagoans can say ask or reason right from wrong. Because of the success in the CPS. In the meantime, they cannot afford for the citizens to be smart. Because if citizens were smart, they would insist that this scheme of pay-to-play politics, this open and notorious mafia that runs everything that negates all the principles of Americanism, that each and every one of these gangsters be hauled off and thrown into the hoose Each and every one of them. Instead, what they understand is this union-organized mafia controls the future. Now, I'd like to sit out here and be Pollyanna. And yes, we can push this back. But you're talking when you add up all of the public sector unions in conjunction with the vast majority of the teachers. Only 10% went out of this organized syndicate and took advantage of the Janus decision. The rest of it is now going to pass Amendment 1, where they are going to strengthen the mafia hold on the Illinoisan. And the property taxes that are uncoupled from the value, they don't mean anything. And the organized fraud of these mobbed-up lawyers working to lower taxes to get 25 30% all through political corruption, where do you think that money goes? It goes on commercial real estate, which is why 60%... of the the commercial property in the sewer of Chicago is vacant. That 35%, that's just what they think you'll take. They don't want you to know about the other fraud going on in in the commercial industry. And all the businesses are leaving. This is why. Welcome home, short in the pants, Irish mafia Don Joe Biden. Come on, reap. Take a look around at the success of your utopia. And if it wasn't for the $200 billion from the pandemic, boy, that bailed out these Democrat mafia sewers, didn't it? Sure seems like it to me. This would be beyond junk rated bonds, but they win in that game, too. That's why the banksters give the money to the Democrats. So this way they can charge the people three times the rate on on debt they know can never be defaulted because the little secret is they have the power of taxation to not just pay for these mystical, magical bribery agreements to vote Democrat in perpetuity. But failure pays. That's why the Democrat mafia, represented by this dimwit in diapers with the dead man hair sewn to his head. That's why they love failing. All they got to do is keep telling you everything's going to be all right.
7: But, you know, but I said when I ran and I got elected president, I'd be the the senator or the excuse me, the go from being a senator to a president. Now,
4: I know. You don't understand if you were a senator or a vice president. I understand dementia has you all wound up in your head. You think your mother and father came over on the Mayflower and your dad was given good advice and gas fluctuated when you were a kid. None of that is true. I understand you can't form a sentence anymore, but come on, man. Just act. You just got to go a few more days so the mafia can steal more elections. Come on, oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen. What? What was it? What was it? Did ladies st- and gentlemen. What? It's supposed to be ladies and gentlemen. But see, when, what was it supposed to be? When, I don't think he did. Gays and gentlemen. He can't say. I don't, oh, think, God. I don't think he's trying to say gays. I, th- I think he can't talk because he has dementia. But this is the beauty of Democrats. It doesn't matter who the people are. Fetterman with his ears on his shoulders. Lori Lightfoot just like Jiminy Cricket. Tony Preckwinkle. The stand-in for Grady on Sanford and Son. None of it matters. All they need to do is be part of La Cosa Nostra, right?
7: My dad was a heavy equipment operator for 40 years, and the first thing I ever did with
2: him in his union was sit out on a picket line. And because he sat out on that picket line, he was able to make sure that myself, my brother, and my sister were able to go
4: to college. Yeah, Bob Ritter, that's the real powerhouse here in Illinois. You never heard his voice until right now. That is Bob Ritter, President Of the Chicago Federation of Labor. And that would be called. If we were in the FBI. A capo. In la cosa nostra. And he understands. That as long as you can shut things down. In particular. When it's the public sector. As long as you could shut down the flow of everything. Now you got the ultimate bargaining chip. Right? The only difference between these these mobsters. Is at least when I was a kid in the 30's. They were men. Instead of these fat. Shorten the pants, Irishman,
2: because he fought to make sure that
4: he got a fair wage for the work that he did. No, he didn't, Bob. He fought so that they could he- practice extortion and a bunch of connected mafia to corrupt government could negotiate for contracts they certainly don't deserve and pretend to do work while they were waiting to go on break and put more on such as yourself. In the second tier that would become the first tier. They knew they were building a legacy organized syndicate. And that's what you represent. Not workers, brother. You don't represent the working man any more than the National Socialist Party. Also known as the Nazis. You don't represent the working man any more than the Marxists. Or the communists. Or the Soviets. You're selling the same fairy tale. The only difference is you have better clothing. Because of capitalism. Which you're determined to destroy. So let's see what happens. What do we got? Four days? Let's see what happens. But the good news is, at least when Joe Biden gets here, he'll finally, finally be where he's supposed to be. In Mafia headquarters. 312-642-5600. Marxists,
0: socialists, and communists are not welcome. On The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
4: You know we should find out? Let's find out how many fat asses work just for this labor extortion mafia called Chicago Federation of Labor. And let's find out what Bob Ritter's compensation package is, along with the 2,600 morons he's got pretending to be union labor. Guys, I love that. I love it. That's why when you hear this Irish gypsy talk and say he's only going to tax salaries above 400000 that's because that's what these guys make on paper. You think that's what he thinks capitalists can make? See what... Uh, Joe Biden with this labor extortion mafia understand this can only thrive in the government world in the private sector these they can't compete cannot compete which is by before Joe Biden before he usurped the most powerful office in the world unions were on their ass at the lowest point in this country since the the mafia reared its ugly head in the 30s that's a fact because people understood this is they're not doing anything for the actual workers They've managed to cut out billions of hundreds of billions of dollars from the companies and the workers, pretend to do something the whole time, just walking around like two bit gangsters. Only this time it's not as exciting as the Sopranos. And there's no there's no butcher shop. They don't do anything with the money except in rich prostitution. Uh, and we're not even sure it's heterosexual. Mike and Julia
5: is the U.N. secretary.
4: Who is the U.N. secretary? Are you asking me? What am I Google?
5: Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, Sean. No problem. What do you got? Hey, listen, uh, Puerto Rico was hit by the hurricane on the 19th, correct? Uh-huh. Okay, according to October 10th, the Miami Herald, the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guerrero supported troops to Haiti for their request. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: Now, according to the AP News, on October 15th, Canada uh, and the U.S. sent them armored vehicles and supplies.
4: Yes, because they're helping and stage a coup.
5: to the Louisiana National Guard website, mm-hmm. 300 guardsmen were sent to Puerto Rico on Halloween, and, ha- and it's only like 300 miles from there. So, Haiti, so... Here's the good
4: news. I have a dear friend of mine that lives in Puerto Rico that I could check and see what's going on there. But it's probably just because they want to squash the people who are uprising because the government has stolen the money and the supplies that the American people sent to Puerto Rico, as they did in the last 17 hurricanes. And as far as Haiti is concerned, the reason that we're, we're doing that with Haiti is because we've been raping Haiti since Bill Clinton could pretend to be married to Hillary. So this is a long, ongoing thing. And right now, as we speak, the American government is helping stage a coup to the Haitian president who was elected by the people so they could install their bag man. That's the reason for that, but I didn't didn't know we were talking about Haiti. But every time we do, I have to go to an old clip of an old Haitian government official who was there when the Clintons used Haiti as
8: a cash machine. It has entirely crushed Haiti. Uh, In 2010, we had an earthquake that killed 315,000 people. That's really a deadly earthquake, and millions were left without shelter. President Obama named Bill Clinton as the one that should be in charge of the reconstruction of Haiti. And in that process, the Clinton Foundation threw U.S. taxpayers' money, and people giving money worldwide to the Clinton Foundation for relief effort to Haiti, Contributed about Mm $14.3 billion. We're talking about Mm -hmm. billion dollars. Okay? And Mm -hmm. the Haitian people has not seen not even 2% of that money. 2%? Nothing was done Mm -hmm. in Haiti. Yeah.
4: No, and And the New York Times... So the people of Haiti have been trying to overthrow the American-installed stooge on numerous occasions. And now they're close, which is why we sent our military there to kill them. We're going to help you. Here, where's where's, where, where's my favorite clip?
2: I say the whole world must learn of our peaceful ways by
4: force. We're going to help you either into the hospital or into submission. Before you know it, you'll be walking around like an Illinois citizen, just saying, okay, uh, Paul and Worth. Sean, sure, several years ago, I read a
6: survey that found that eight out of the top... 13 employers, with the most employees in Illinois, Uh were government entities.
4: Yes. And that over 90% of those employees were, you know what, union employees, union members. Paul, that's why, you know, when, when we get these economic numbers, you have to go through the actual data. Because what they understand is most people are busy with their own lives. Most people are ignorant to the kind of true fraud the American economy really is. That's why when I come on here and we talk about the economy, there's no fundamental reason for the Dow Jones to be at 32000 plus. There's no fundamental reason for these companies to pretend to be successful. There's no actual hiring. The government, this fiscal year, this one, which were only a little over six months, the government's fiscal is different than ours. When you add up state, local, and federal government spending, it's nine percent Four trillion dollars. Even though they've taken in a record amount of taxes, they can't unwind how much of the revenue they're getting is actually their own spending back. So it's like Social Security, where you just keep expanding the fraud rather than fix the problem. Fixing is not the government's friend. Failure with a smile, lipstick on a pig, a little touch of dementia... That's the government's friend. It includes tax
7: credits, tell families, buy energy efficient appliances, put solar panels on your home, help you, buy, help you buy electric vehicles, weatherize your home. Things will save, experts say, an average of $500
4: a year, according to experts. By the way, $500 a year, according to experts. So spend 70000 of government money to save $1.36 a day. That's how governments think. That's a government example of an economy. That's why we are bankrupt. And when I say we America as far as Illinois is considered. You're the worst of the worst. You are the redheaded stepchild of bankruptcy in a fraud country. 312-642-5600.
0: Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560. The answer. I'm here I ride. This
2: is- Union-controlled
4: mafia states are nowhere to live because I have a relative on the job. I have friends that I love on the job. I must know 40 cops, not a one of them a communist, not a one of them a supporter of the Democrat mafia, yet they don't need to be because you know who is Curly's great-grandson, John Cantanzaro, simpleton. Turns out this is from an FOP site. The Chicago FOP recently contributed $30,000 to Democrat Judge Elizabeth Roachford. And I don't know if that's her name, but I like to say it that way. Might be Roachford. Not sure, but let's go with Roachford. Hotly contested Illinois Supreme Court race, according to the Roachford campaign disclosure report filed last night. The Chicago FOP is not exactly known for this sort of contribution. To say the least, its president, Curly Howard's great-grandson, is known for making incendiary remarks about the Democratic establishment and funding it out of the other mouth on the side of his neck. You don't fool anybody there, stooge. And the district doesn't include Chicago or any suburban cook, for that matter. So now you just want all of Illinois to suffer like that sewer of corruption where you have your Jiminy Cricket, who you pretend not to like. What's wrong? She drive a little better car than you. I know the suits aren't the same size. Ken Zaro did not respond when I reached out last night, but I'm told the house speaker, Mike Madigan's hand puppet. In fact, when Chris Welch brushes his teeth, he gives Mike Madigan a manicure personally made the pitch. Roachford's father served in the Chicago police department for 30 years. And I'm sure sons himself, unfortunately in Florida, where I like to think is clean with his $330,000 kickback. They were asked to help if they're trying to be helpful, and Chicago FOP explained, we're in, baby! We're part of the problem! Ta-da! As, far, as for, our, uh, our, for our, consti- our constituents, our police officers, we know that this woman and the Democrat establishment is working hard to put them in prison versus the perpetrators. Working hard to defund them. Working hard to make their working conditions far more miserable than they have been for the last three years. So I don't often play the Pope of Greenwich Village Polly, but I love him. He's one of my favorites. And when it comes to Catanzaro, I can never think of it being more fitting. Yeah, the cop definitely derbined his pants on that one. There's no question about it. You know how you know how they got him to do it? Because a dirty cop would go to New York and shake down all parking, and he went in and he would shake down the bar owner, and they gave him a little horse laxative. He could have used it, though. He was built like the rest of the union members. Craig, this is uh, Mount Greenwood. Oh, thanks for taking my call. No problem. What are you on? Some sort of phone? What do you got going on there? Nah, no, no, there's a little re- reverberation going. It's on your end. It's not... It might be the NSA. Sons Damn, of let's bitches. See. Go ahead. Is that better? Yeah, better. Better. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take it. Right, here's the deal. All right. Before I get to my point you a couple more. All right, do me I'll a favor. Please. We're going to put you on hold because you sound like you're talking through a sock. Have the NSA call me directly. We'll, we'll, I'll tell them anything I want to their face. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Nice. Good. How are you? Good. First thing I
3: want to say, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. And uh, this is what I want to ask you. Right. There's six states that are very... Uh, popular uh, to give the Democrats or the... Uh, you mean, like, the how, let's income? just say what they
4: are. There's six families in La Cosa Nostra of the Democrats, short in the pants, Irish Mafia. Go ahead. Okay. All right.
3: All right. So, who, who do you think is going to win Arizona? Kelly your uh,
4: Masters? I don't know, man. I, I, I Listen, you know me. What did I... I was one of the few guys that when everybody said Trump is going to blow them away and I knew it didn't matter how many votes Trump got. I knew what, what 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 we all know. Growing up in this sewer, the the right, so not have a right? way to win. No opinion. I think I, I I'm not going to guarantee. I could tell you who should win. I could tell you who's probably going to don't want to know. If it wasn't a third world banana republic Kabuki election, of course the Republican would win. But that being okay. said, it's a stronghold for the mafia.
3: Okay. How about uh, how about Hellboy and Oz?
4: Once again, can you believe they even ran that Hessek, that that footstool? He's a footstool. He can't even talk, and it doesn't matter. Oprah Winfrey, come on in. We'll pretend you're skinny and smart. Go ahead. How about Warnock and uh, Walker? Warnock. Warnock is an interesting guy. I always like a Reverend in a $7,000 suit. I really do. It shows (laughs) that they're out-and-out scumbags. But I particularly enjoy when they pay homage to fidel castro who is responsible from imprisoning people and murdering hundreds of thousands along with che guevara so you've got a you've got a priest who steals money undoubtedly who kicks out people from his from his uh, apartment building investments cuz he's also a real estate speculator he pays homage to communists right but he is a loyal foot soldier to the welfare roach base i think it's going to be hard to beat him all right go ahead
3: how, how about Ohio, Ryan or uh, Vance?
4: I don't know enough about it. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to think Ohio is not as corrupt as the rest of them. I have. I have high expectations for Ohio.
3: Okay. Uh, how about Florida, Rubio or Denny's?
4: Rubio will win by the largest margin in election history, along with Ron DeSantis of that state.
3: I agree. All right. You got and the last one is Wisconsin. Uh,
4: Barnes or Johnson? Wisconsin's hard because um, you have communists. You have voter fraud. You have skullduggery that people are used to, and you have a massive welfare state of both those deadbeat college students and the people who simply can't afford to buy their own food. So it's going to be a tough—I'm not going to guarantee anything in Wisconsin because they're a lot like Chicago. After all, there's a lot of those Chicago Democrats. They go up to Lake Geneva. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? And they ruin it. <laughs> go ahead. Alright, thanks. That, ah, that's right it. So. Them are the six I want to know. Thanks, ah, sure sir. enough, anytime I could help. Uh, Mitchell, this mm-hmm.
3: Uh First of all, Sean, so keep in mind that uh, clearly real name was Jerome Horowitz and his real brothers were low and shit. Yeah. Now, I digress. <laughs> all first right. of all, the people in Illinois pay 86% to fund the public school. Yeah. So, why are we sitting here be held hostage
4: by Stan Elmer because those Mercedes, the Lexus, the high-end luxury vehicles that litter the parking lots of neighborhoods you don't want to dare get caught in—they're not going to buy themselves, Mitchell. It's ridiculous. Yeah, of course it is. But <laughs> why, three hundred thirty thousand for these teachers? Not—they they can't say the word "ask," and neither can their students because they like the people stupid. Because only a moron wouldn't be able to see what really runs that sewer. That was once a great city that I loved. Not to mention Cook County run by Grady. Or how about this beanbag destroying the entire state? But the mafia is growing. Amendment 1. It'll be the Worker Party Unite. Not since Karl Marx and Engels. By the way, that was a weird couple. Have I seen such stupidity? John and Piatone. Hi there.
5: Hi, John. You know, not long ago, I I was... We got an echo going, but that's okay.
4: Sorry, babe.
9: Um, not long ago, I was that at a Will County Republican uh, event, and John Canisera was there. And I'm a former Cook County, not a Cook County cop, but a Cook County
5: suburban police officer. Uh-huh. And John spoke and blew sunshine up our skirts there. He actually talked next to Sheriff Clark. Yeah, What that guy has done now sickens me.
4: That's how much money you think he raised from good cops. And that's all I got to say. No, I appreciate that. It's aggravating. How much money from good cops, from the wives, the brothers, from the people? And you give it to a Democrat judge? Now you're not just ugly. You're as stupid as you look. I'll be back after this.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560,
4: The Answer. What's the text? I finally get to say it. I've been dying to say it. You're not going to know what time it is. You know what time it is, squirrel? Do you know what time it is? It's Rabine time. I've got Gary Rabine that called in the show. Gary, how are you, you handsome devil? Sean, I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. You excited? I'm excited. I think we got a, a big red wave coming,
5: and uh, we're going to surprise some people, I think, in this on country.
4: I think so. I hope so. I hope so. I'm worried about the Democrat stronghold, the mafia run states like the one, unfortunately, you and I are from. And, uh, you know, I was reading in the Wall Street Journal today. They have an entire article dedicated to the, Illinois is a government union heaven. And, you know, it. it, it I, I listen to your debates. I watched your campaign. I look at Bailey. Do people even understand that without the $200 billion in welfare money due to COVID, this state's Beyond junk rated, it's completely and totally bankrupt. And once once this beanbag of a moron goes through the money, it's over. Stick a fork in it. Absolutely, you know. Again, Sean, we talked about this. It's over.
5: It's pushing six hundred billion dollars of unfunded debt right now. Six hundred billion. And when they have, if they had our way with with, with, if they had their way with us, like they want with this Amendment One. We are done. I mean, there's no. I mean, we, we're, we've trusted these 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 government sector unions too much, as as you and I know. Yeah. They ruined our state. They're they're gonna they're gonna bury our state, and business will exit at double what we've seen ever before in Illinois if that happens.
4: Gary, I was down in Florida, and and uh, I was talking to a couple of guys from Illinois, a couple of guys from New York, and there is, a, I mean, there is a plan afoot that if these states do not correct themselves this week. The guys of honesty, the guys of character, the guys of dignity, the guys who respect themselves and the money they make—they're going to get the hell out of here on a jet plane, boy. It, I don't think it's going to take till the end of the year. So, John, as you know, we've got thirteen companies here, and and of
5: these companies, I've got three of my CEOs begging to leave, and Ford is probably the destination, right?
4: Begging to leave because they're you know a good real estate broker.
5: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, you're my guy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, like I said, when, I, when, I, when I'm experiencing this myself, when I don't want to leave my state, right, this is a state I grew up in, I love, and I've got three of my CEOs, they know that, that the, the loss in, in, in opportunity and the, and the gain in liability in being a state like Illinois is unsustainable. So they're, they're smart enough to understand they don't have to be in Illinois, they want out. And, and so I, I've, I've kept them here for as long as I can. But we, we've, we've got to give them, you know, give them the respect and, and look at leaving in this with these three companies It bugs the hell out of me, I'll tell you.
4: You know, the other thing, too, to re- recognize is that there are multinational con- companies that were bribed to come here. I mean, there's no other way to put lipstick on that pig. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not going to sell a lie. They were bribed. To come here, which is a double insult to me, because you take advantage of the honest businessman in Illinois who has been encumbered by those taxes, been encumbered by that government failure. And then you bribe a new company to come here and say, we're going to alleviate that for 10 years. And on the in the 11th year, they say, we're out of here. Let's think of Boeing. That's exactly what happened. That's what happens. And you chase out organic companies like Caterpillar and the rest of it, International Harvester. I mean, how, how many have to leave before these idiots wake up and pull their head out of their ass? So and, and what you're seeing,
5: right? You, again, Boeing is a perfect example. In the 11th year, they're gone, and 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 they'll they'll continue to travel. They'll continue to go to the state that gives them the most goodies, right? And and again, with with Illinois, that's the only way we get we get any companies here that, that come here. You know, Kristur can brag about the companies that have come here, but they've all come here on on crazy subsidies, whether they're green subsidies or or, or whatever they are, economic. Uh, 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 you know, zones or whatever. Yeah. And that's the only way we get them here. And and that's not sustainable. What we don't notice is the small businesses that don't get all those gimmies, those breaks. All right. They're leaving in droves, bigger, bigger, bigger numbers overall than those, than, than the
4: big fortune 500s that are leaving. Now it could stop Wednesday. It could literally stop Wednesday. All the citizens have to do is get out and vote for Bailey vote for a change. And this has been your mission since the primary. You've been pushing them hard. How does it look on the inner polls? What are you seeing from inside the campaign?
5: Yeah, I'm. am seeing uh, you know polling within two to five percent. But I will see some some polls. They're showing ten percent. Right. I, I'm not listening to the polls because I. I, I think uh, you know as, as my race went along, we saw polls that were totally totally wrong um so i so i believe that uh i believe he's got a great chance and but, but people got to get out and vote we got to get more independents that are smart people to vote re- republican vote for darren and vote for the, these these supreme court judges uh Kern and burke and and all these people i'm going to event for keith Packout to, uh, tonight he's got uh, kevin oh, I McCarthy. Love that guy.
4: he better win he's, i love that guy he's he's a great
5: guy compared to that that, that the socialist uh, sean caston are, yeah. are you kidding he's he's amazing I and know. so again, we got we gotta get people out supporting these people and then get getting Democrats to understand the viol- violence will not change and the high taxation won't change until we get these
4: idiots out. I love it. And so again, I think it's I think I think we got a better shot now than we've ever had. So a couple of years ago, seven to be exact, I bought the domain name, run dot com. Do you think that was a good bet in case these Democrats managed to steal an election through their union corruption?
5: absolutely we're we're going to lose we're going to lose tens of thousands say, more more than we ever have because of this cra- because of this I, yeah. I, I don't think this is going to pass by the way but but again if it if it does we're toast and and if it doesn't pass
4: you know they'll be back on this in the next ballot what's well, amazing they could even put it uh, an open lie an open lie, and sell it as if they're helping anybody but their own corrupt mafia. There's a flaw in the system, is that only in politics could you get away with this kind of bald-faced fraud of a policy. And I'm sick and tired of it.
5: John, look at look at this. Uh, what was once a great city of Rockford, Illinois, the, one of the biggest manufacturing hubs in World War II, and that you know saved our country, that built our weapons, right? Yeah. And and that that city is a, is is like a fraction of what it once was. It's not getting any better, and and uh, you know, highest taxation is there. Yeah, it, 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 Poverty is crazy. Brother, there,
4: I, right? got, I, got, I went long with you. You know I love you. I, I wish you the yeah. best of luck. I wish us all the best of luck. And it's great when you point to Rockford. That is exactly what political corruption and union mafias can do to anything. Thank you very much, Gary Rabine. Thanks, buddy. Have a great night. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments.
3: I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top me, so everybody just follow me, because we
4: need a little controversy. My neck of gas. I think I could probably talk to him for at least two cigars. Quite a life. And I'm interested in talking to him because he represents something that we've kind of lost. And and what that is, is the understanding of what the ideological war we've always had with other nations is. And that ideological war is between a version of communism. I don't care what you call it. Socialism. Marxism. But it's all... From the tree of communism against the ideals of the enlightenment, of freedom, of liberty, of Americanism. This is the way governments have sold a lot of mistakes in foreign policies to the American people. However, the one constant threat has always remained, and that is the Chinese Communist Party. My next guest is Brigadier General Robert S. Spalding III, his new book, War Without Rules, China's playbook for global domination. I appreciate you joining me. Thanks. Great to be here. So do you want me to refer to you as Dr. Robert, Brigadier General? You've got a lot of titles, kid. How do you want me to refer to you? (laughs) Rob is fine. All right. So, you know, it's interesting, Rob, because I truly do believe that the, the ideological war of communism needs to constantly be combated and be defeated. And this war that we have with China, when I look at it, we are losing it. They have owned congresspeople, senators, and now, in my opinion, the president of the United States. Our policies and this idea we give favored nation status is outrageous. And it is open bribery, as far as I can see, that we allow the Chinese Communist Party to buy politicians, to buy our companies, to buy key industries, and to really control policies of this nation.
6: Well, that, that's exactly true. And I think it's um, also their relationship with corporate America, with our financial institutions. They really, um, you know, when you look at who's lobbying on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party in Washington, D.C., it's the major corporations, it's the major financial institutions on Wall Street. It's not necessarily the Chinese because they wouldn't be as good at it. And so that's the challenge we face. And that's that's what happened when we, when we got into bed with them, is we gave them open access to our policymaking process.
4: I have a habit of investigating. I don't watch men in tights chasing balls. I don't entertain myself with sports. I don't drink booze. I like to investigate corruption. Political is my favorite. No more has there been an example of a full attack, an all-front war, when it comes to the political corruption that's been implemented by the Chinese Communist Party. They've primarily understood... That to overthrow us from our own failings, our own weakness in government corruption is the best way to do it. And now they are influential with these front groups, the Rand Corporation, uh, McKenzie, uh, hedge funds, BlackRock, Blackstone. I mean, they own an aspect of every part of our sectors. How can we pull out this corruption now, in your opinion? Well, the only
6: way that you can you can't pull out the corruption. You're going to have to you're going to have to let them age out. I mean, this is also going on in the intelligence community. Some of the senior leaders that focus on China, you know, they've been co opted by the narrative. And that's the problem. In a lot of ways, it's not a it's not a um, direct co option. It is a it is an aligned belief in this globalized world. And unfortunately, we've been captured by it. So the only way to get through it is get them out of our country and every aspect of our system, whether it be corporate, political, academic, financial. You just have to remove their access if you're going to, you know, have any ability to heal.
4: I find it to be um, upsetting when you realize that this is a this is a. Uh... Bipartisan issue that as we are rightfully outraged that China would give Hunter Biden one point five billion dollars so he could pretend to be a proprietary trader or have some knowledge in anything and pretend that's anything but a bribe is we're neutered from that argument because our very own I call him old lady face Mitch McConnell is married to a Chinese shipping heiress who is clearly not with him for his strong jawline. And this is something that has infiltrated both sides of the aisle. Why are there not rules in this open bribery system here? How did this happen to us
6: yeah I, I think it's um, in, in this country there we 've had ebbs and flows. you know you go back to the Gilded age, the robber barons I mean you have this this uh, consolidation of economic power. Uh, which then leads to political corruption. I think we, we're at the height of it, you know, and, and it, it, comes, it stems from the fact that at the end of the Cold War, we were on top. And, you know, we believed that, you know, we were invincible and we took our eyes off the ball. And I think we were much better situated in terms of promoting the principles that this country is based on during the first Cold War because we had – a an overarching enemy. And I think that's we we lost that and I think as a result we've we've allowed corruption to become endemic in our society.
4: You and I are roughly the same age. When we grew up we had the luxury and the understanding of being raised by people who were um rightfully patriotic because they understood the dangers of the Third Reich. They also understood what had happened when we cozied up with communists in the Soviet Union. We had the benefit of, of being taught by teachers who shared those values. Today, our kids do not have that luxury. And they are taught by communist sympathizers who are more favorable when it comes to the, the, the smiley face Chinese communism than the dangers and pitfalls of American freedom and the uncertainty of capitalism. How can we instill the proper understanding that the real dangerous economic system is a top-down totalitarianism and communism, not the boom and bust of free markets?
6: Yeah, I mean, we just have to um, rekindle that. um, During the Cold War, there was a lot of legislation that dealt with our ability to work with the Soviet Union, and we're going to have to retool some of those you know, legislative efforts to begin to force a decoupling. You know, but you don't have just the teachers that you're worried about. The education system, it's the social media, it's the applications like TikTok, it's the tech companies themselves who have become part of the problem. So there's a technology aspect of this. That is you know was not available during the Cold War that we have to we have to contend with
4: Rob, you also have a doctorate in economics and mathematics, so i want to um I want to get a little bit into the economics because I think this is something politicians are afraid to explain, and this is something Americans are too uninterested in to to understand when a nation has a favored nation status. This isn't about implementing tariffs. And this was a problem I had with Donald Trump's verbiage very early on because I know the detriment to actual tariffs. Why is it that we cannot unilaterally remove this title of favored nation status, which in essence subsidizes a a majority of costs in exporting for China as we double pay for importing? And in there lies the real problem. And also explain what destroyed American manufacturing wasn't China per se. It was the corruption in in labor extortion mafias in conjunction with government to regulate their their existence in our manufacturing. And it's our political corruption that chased out manufacturing, not China's doing it better because they don't do anything better. Is this just something that is too much in the weeds and politicians are afraid to discuss? Or is this something, in your opinion, that the American people just can't understand?
6: Well, I mean, I think from a national level, uh, you go back to World War II, we nationalized the steel industry. We nationalized the rubber industry. Uh, During the Cold War, we actually made sure that we had science, technology, investment in R&D, manufacturing, infrastructure to support productivity growth within the United States. It was a national initiative. The Chinese just copied this. And, and we said, well, you know, we don't care about that because they're going to be our friends. We're, I, we're, we're going to be ideologically aligned. So if we ship our manufacturing for pharmaceuticals to China, there's no way they're going to cut us off from antibiotics or insulin or any of these things that we need blood pressure medicine on a day-to-day basis just to survive. It just, it from a national security foreign policy perspective, We miss the fact that owning your supply chain is fundamental to political independence and sovereignty.
4: Wait, what's aggravating me as you're talking, first of all, you're right, but what's aggravating me is how we were assured this would never happen by the likes of Henry Kissinger. And what a moron he turned out to be, as far as I can see. He's dead wrong. I mean, I know I have to pretend he's great and smart, but the reality is he led us down this this, uh, prairie path, and he led us to this pickle we're in, along with making sure that manufacturers were disincentivized to manufacture here. This is really something, and then they turn around and blame the entrepreneur. It's almost the perfect sabotage of of a market system, isn't it?
6: Well, it is. And when you think about it, we had this theory. We had a theory that, you know, if China got rich, they would become free. And there was no empirical evidence to back that up. Nobody asked the question, how do you change a Marxist-Leninist regime when they get more rich and powerful, you know, yeah. won't they just stay Marxist-Leninist and, and be, be more powerful, you know, and therefore be a problem? That's why, Rob, the, all the, the, China
5: experts...
4: the greatest miss, as far as I can see, number one, that's exactly the case. The greatest miss, as far as I can see, we had a far better chance of being ideologically aligned. With Russia after the Soviet Union collapsed, than we did making friends with a very powerful, a very rich, a very successful totalitarian communist country that likes to walk around in six thousand dollars suits and make people disappear.
6: Absolutely, and instead we just gave them our technology, talent, and capital, and said, you know, come back and see us when you're when you're free. And they're like, thanks. <laughs>
4: And now they're buying our golf courses and our and our prime farms. Listen, I want to thank you for um, not just writing the book, which you've written. How many now?
6: Two books. Stealth War is the first and War Without Rules is the Chinese view of stealth war.
4: But also for being a brigadier general in the United States Air Force after accomplishing a doctorate in economics and mathematics where I'm sure you could have went to Wall Street and made more money. I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate your patriotism. Thank you very much for the old-fashioned patriotism, not the new corrupt version. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He's Sean Thompson.
0: Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah!
2: Uh-huh. By the way, Carol, thank you for that. Yeah. It's true. I, I know my problem is, I,
4: I wish they would have never invented the gun. It would be a much better world if we fought the way we did way back in Norway. Axes. Swords. Now open your mouth. See, You'd have a much more peaceful country. Not to mention, I think we would really kick everyone's ass. Of course, not the new America with the baristas. But, you know, my generation.
10: The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling 28 million dollars and 1.3 million euros in cash.
4: That's a lot of money, man. It's like 150 million dollars. The wife of a Ukrainian government official. That reminds me.
3: The U.S. Congress approved 40 billion dollars to provide additional
4: security assistance. Well, you got to expect a little slippage, right? Anastasia Kotwitska was caught by the authorities in neighboring Hungary, carrying cash stashed in suitcases. Kotwitska is the wife of Ukraine's former member of parliament, Igor Kotwitska. A criminal case has now been opened against Kotwitska for failing to declare the removal of the large sum of money. Where is she going to say she made it? She owned laundromats in Ukraine? You'll have to uh, excuse the accent, but our, our country doesn't cover this. Because our country is running cover for this asset Of Ukrainian oligarchs called Joe Biden, this asset of China called Joe Biden and the asset called Washington, D.C. It's a great game as long as you're in it. But if you're not, then you and me are the ones funding it. And that's exactly the way these Democrats scum and their welfare roaches, be they corporatist welfares or just the good old fashioned cheese in a box, Democrats. They like it like this. They're not upset by this. They want to know how they could marry somebody and steal $150 million.
10: Ukraine. Anastasia Kotwitska reportedly traveled with two Hungarian men and her mother. The politician's wife did not declare the cash.
4: Well, if the Irish Democrats in Chicago show you one thing, it's a family business. Is that right? What's Madigan's son? Oh, lobbyist. What's Ed Burke's son? Oh, real estate broker? Where does he sell? Here in Illinois? No, Florida. Yeah, so the Irish Democrats can go down there and retire. You could always spot them, though. They're sunburned, flopping around the beach like a manatee. Uh, Jessica, Sugar Grove. Hey, Thank Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Oh, oh sorry, is there an echo? No, sorry about it's that. all right, go ahead. Um,
3: hey, uh, I just want to ask you, did you by chance hear Sonny of you, Yeah. Basically, call me
4: a roach. You mean this? She said
3: a white a suburban women that white who Republican vote Republican are roaches I'm, I'm playing looking the clip. for raid.
4: I'm playing the clip. point. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
3: I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to sure. vote Republican. Why? It's almost
4: like roaches voting for raid. Yeah, because she thinks and the Democrats think that all women want to kill their babies, and this is the most important issue to them. They think this is how people will look aside from their corruption in foreign policy, their corruption in labor extortion mafia, or their failure in policies like any sewer they're in control of, whether it's a local municipality all the way up to a big city like Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, pick one. This is what they want, because they're appealing not to people who have character, they're appealing to scum, and that's the divide. Because anybody that wants to kill their baby, you think I'm going to reason with them on those other issues? You think a woman who doesn't like the balance in her checkbook, who tramped around, gets knocked up, and her solution for all her problems is, let me mots my kid. You think that's a person that you're going to reason with? So let them take them. Well, it's, it's, it's offensive. It's offensive as a woman. Yeah. And I, I have three children.
3: They're absolute blessings. And guess what? I had birth control. And yeah. I stopped taking birth control, and I got
4: pregnant and had my children. It's called responsibility. Jessica, it's offensive (laughs) to any human being. There isn't, I don't think there's a species that kills its own babies. I don't think there's one. This is your mother, and this is appealing to women, to kill their own child. You think they care about the strangers that get shot in these big cities? They don't give a rip. This, this, This is not a nuanced argument of policy. This is about a certain demented character. You're not going to reason with it. Don't,
3: I, don't, I just don't understand the mentality. like Good. Where that's, and, and I just don't, I don't get it. And the, I'm God. not, you know, I don't understand women where they're like, oh, this is a woman's issue. No, it's not a woman's issues. This is a And your issue. kids like, will
4: is- love you forever, <laughs> and you should go home and call your parents, because thank God they raised you with dignity. And thank God they raised you to appreciate what life is. Not everybody can say it. They're called Democrats. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate the call. Cream Puff Jim! What are you doing? I was just reading about you sitting on a pension. Are you one of these $330,000 a year, guys?
9: I got I got lucky last night Volander won his first game. Yeah. I am just gonna mention that three hundred and sixty billion dollars is stolen by white collar criminals. Oh I know and about six and yeah. about sixty billion is a street crime. So you know, so what, why don't these you know, guys
4: why don't these guys with the big money go to prison? Why don't they go to prison? Why don't prisons loaded with all poor people? And that, that, that explains Why are they all poor people in prison? In other, in in another, cock, in prison. Jim, don't sell that garbage here. This is an NPR. Prisons are loaded with all kinds of people, all kinds of races, but only one kind of character. Crook, rat bastards, like your union hierarchy. Like those scum that pretend to represent cops, but give the money to the Democrats that try to hurt the cops. But don't worry, Jim. You want to feel good about your municipal pension? Just think about all the contributions to the city you did when you sat there and decided how to avoid work as you were developing your palate for cream puffs. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, yeah. All right. Take it so easy, it's weekend, baby. baby.
2: It's freedom. It's weekend. That's why I'm in time.
4: Coming to this sewer anymore? They ruined it. They ruined it. But it's perfect for Joe Biden. Hurry up, get your wrinkled old corrupt ass here. You'll blend right in. Shorten the pants, Ray and Elsip. Hi, Ray. Oh, hi. Hey,
7: bad connection now. Hey, Sean, I got about hundred topics I want to talk to you about. But I, uh, I want to, I voted yesterday. All right. And the Repu- the Republicans. We need to give instructions out for the, this ballot we have. I voted no to retaining every judge. Good. I wrote in Donald Trump for Cook County Assessor. All right. I did that on the. Who you uh, vote the moment? Who did you I vote in? Water wrote in Ray Epps, but we got to. We, we should have a coordinated uh, uh, pro, uh, idea of what we're going to do before we go into that voting booth. Who did you vote? And for And I agree with everything you say about. Did you hear me uh, with Democrats in Chicago? I, I attended a fundraiser yesterday and I met a Republican candidate for uh, for state legislature, McGovern. And uh, there's going to be Republicans hanging out at Bourbon Street on Monday yeah. to get out to vote and uh, try to push a Republican party in Cook County.
4: Did you vote for Bob? What Fioretti? You Did you vote for Bob Fioretti?
7: I know you said not to vote for Fioretti, I, and I heard you loud and clear, but yeah. I, I, I forced myself to vote for you him. Just, I you just remember I this. Bob, don't hate me for that, John. Bob, I don't. I, Bob, I, on, I wrote man. in Trump, and uh, I would have wrote in Ray Epps, yeah. and I thought of it sooner. You just remember but this. I, I, thought, I think Ray Epps should collect about 10,000 votes.
4: Yeah, you just remember this, Ray. Bob Fioretti is half the man Tony Preckwinkle is. Jeff and Palatine.
7: Hey, Sean, this is Jeff. Um, the daily bus is going to be down at the Daily Center on Sunday at 5 o'clock.
4: Is it bulletproof? Because I, uh, I ain't going to the Daily Center on anything that isn't bulletproof, Jeff. But thank you for letting us know. Daily Center, 5 o'clock Sunday. Go there if you dare. Hug Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. How's that sound now? Oh, you always sound fantastic to me. You sound like a chipmunk on meth. How are you?
3: No, no, it sounded like Elvis Presley. They used to say like Presley. Yeah, maybe Johnny
4: Cash. If Johnny Cash was born and raised in Mount Greenwood, he'd sound just like you. I believe it.
3: Yeah. Anyways, hey, earlier you were talking about uh, police friends that aren't roaches and all that kind of thing. I got police uh, that aren't roaches. My daughter, her um, husband, they're Chicago police. They're not roaches. I got two cousins that just retired from the Chicago police. They're not roaches. And I can they all vote just like us, brother.
4: I can guarantee you they're not excited that the the FOP gave $30,000 to a democrat judge that wants to rule against um, the police powers that, that that protects them i guarantee you they're not excited about it Oh, yeah. you de- Now, they know everything that's going on and all
3: that. They're not supporting any of it. Hey, now, here's what I want to bring up. Did you hear about, like, in Brazil, where they had that election, and then uh, the Biden regime sent over people from our government to basically, when the, the people had an uh, uprising, they're rioting over there and marching, and uh, they're, sh- they're shooting them, and uh, our people went over and said, told the guy that lost when the uh, people were bringing up about the shenanigans and there's votes that weren't counted, and our people told them, uh, yeah, don't, don't. Don't go there. Don't do that. Let let me understand.
4: Let me understand this because we do have a little bad connection. Our American Democrat Party actually went over to endorse a system in a third world election that can never be audited and is questioned by the actual people of that country. You mean to tell me the American Democrats went over there and said, hey, just shut up and believe this third world corrupt government. Is that what you want me to believe? Yeah, that's what they did. Huh. They did it. It's now like a, a, it's a crazy. What's the difference right? between that and what happened to us on twenty in twenty twenty? Absolutely nothing. That's the difference. Phil Gray's Lake. Hey, Sean,
9: just real quick, the similarities you just talked about in Brazil and the United States 2020, spot on. But what I wanted to talk about was unions, as originally uh, conceived and at their inception, were fine collective bargaining for workers. And at first, unions fought with governmental agencies. However, over over time, the unions became bastardized, especially in in the public sector, because in the private sector, it's a negotiation between the unions. The employers and the employers ultimately have to go back to the consumers in the private sector and say, hey, guys, we got to raise your prices because our operating costs have gone up. Okay? Very simple business plan. However, in the public sector, everyone got smart. The politicians, the unions, hey, let's just raise the taxes. And thus, we in Illinois are the victims of the highest property taxes, what, second in the country? It's disgusting. Phil. And as I told your costs. Yes, yeah, sir.
4: Go ahead. My, my, my experience with the unions— is really quite complex that I'd, I really don't have time to, to get into in, in segment. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'd have to spend an hour on it. But no, to, I know. to, to I your agree. point, the concept of what a union is, the ideological framework is okay. The practice yes. the practice of it has always been implemented by gangsters. And ironically, yes. ironically, the ones who started it were the Capones. And they started it, ironically, on the Republican ticket. Did you know that? And no, the, I did not. And the reality is but, they needed to vote Republican because that's what, the way it worked in Cicero and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, wow. the irony, the irony is they've always hid under the virtue shield of the worker party and what's best. Oh, what, they do, yeah, what they do from the very yeah. beginning is to corrupt who they negotiate against because those guys have no skin in the game, in, in particular when it's political whores who have already been bought. By the union hierarchy. They yes. don't give a rip what the, what the results are. And that's why, the ironically, the most damage is always done by a Republican. That moron who was a fantastic parallel parker in Forest Preserves by the name of Jim Thompson. That moron who was this brilliant lawyer, one of the best legal minds. When asked how he signed the 3% compounded interest that the unions enjoy, the public sector unions to this day, he said he didn't know how compound interest worked. When the reality oh my is God. he was bribed by the labor extortion mafias through his pretend law firm and his political coffers.
9: He's a Well, what's guy. interesting is, we, what's re, one last quick point, and what's really interesting is we and the private sector unions, we don't get cost of living of course as the not. school teachers and the cops. And, and you know, uh, uh, one last point, every year I get my postcard from my wonderful mm-hmm. union, and don't get me wrong, I'm... Glad I was in the union. I get a halfway decent pension. But every year they send me a little postcard to vote straight Democrat. And, and you I'm know not no against
4: I'm not against private sector unions. I'm not. I like no, it no, because I know. now it's... they're exposed to competition and, and they can't they can't compete normally. And I always exactly. loved I always loved it. Listen, my father, my union bricklayer, you know how many guys I know in the union? My brother, my, my half brother is he, he's a carpenter. But what happens is they always produce outside of those regulations as well to feed for their family, because the reality is the union never delivers what it promises to the ordinary man. The only place that can guarantee the kind of results that are even attractive to the actual working man is when they have the corruption of the public sector there. They yeah, can write I, their I, own ticket, I, brother in the yeah, real world, They I'm can't not, compete. Yeah.
9: So they I write I know their the own game. ticket. On, not, they write their own ticket on the backs of the taxpayers. Well, thanks for your time. Just want to reach out.
4: Thank you, Phil. And one of the, Smartest man I ever knew was was my friend's father, who was a union president. And do you know what he did that forever changed the course of my life? He uh, gave me my book, Atlas Shrugged. How's that for irony? 312-642-5600.
0: Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM 560. The answer.
4: AM 560. The answer. I fell Johnny Cash burning ring of fire. Did you ever hear of the one where down, he steals down, pieces of the Cadillac? Oh, come on, squirrel. One of the best burns, songs ever. Burns, burns. NBC the deletes the Pelosi burns. story. Did you know that? Well, not the whole Pelosi story. Just the one where the police recount exactly what happened, where he walked away from the police and said, everything's okay. Yeah, everything's all right. That story stinks to high heaven. Like his hammers. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean. Uh, you got me on something. dittos by the way. You got me on
9: something the last couple of days that's been bugging me. Now, I live in Blue Island now, but I'm a lifelong Mount Greenwood guy. Right. Uh, grew up there. My dad was a truck driver. My neighbor was a salesman. It wasn't like it is now with all city workers, cops and firemen, sucking pensions, even though some of them guys that – Live there, my oldest friends like you have in Melrose Park. Yeah, what I can't understand, cousins. Sean, what I can't understand, I don't understand what it benefits. Fioretti, after 25 years as a Democrat, part of the city, getting rich, I don't understand. Hopefully, you can tell me. What he gets out of running as a Republican, we both know he's going to get rolled. I can't see how there's money in it, and I'm hoping you can tell me there's something else there, brother.
4: I think he he has a chance of of getting in on the sweep, because most people will vote straight Republican ticket, and it's infiltration. It's infiltration, not that the Illinois Republican Party needs to be infiltrated. They're already, half of them are in on the scam anyway. Cindy Mokina. Hello, how are you? Wonderful, Cindy.
3: I listen to your show every day.
4: That means the world to me. I'm a big me.
3: fan. I love that. I, have a, I just have a quick question for you. I, I hear you promoting uh, who to vote for, reforms, whatnot. What have we... But yet, you're saying that it's such a corrupt...
4: Yeah. I'm saying you got to a... fight the beast, but if you lose, it isn't because you really lost. You lost because more people are in on the scam than want to t- tear it down. That's the best way I can sum What's summon. the point? There's always a point, because you always give your best fight. Even when you think you're going to lose, you fight. And then you prepare. What
3: reforms? What reforms reforms have been done? Well... Everybody knows. Anybody with half a brain knows. Cindy,
4: I agree with you, doll. That's why do you think I live in Florida? Why do you think I tell you, come and join me? Because I care about you. I want to. I want to. I want to go to Naples. I want a house. My husband won't move. You let
9: me
3: talk to that You'll be my realtor when I go
4: there. You have him call me. I'll convince him. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's
0: fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on
4: top of
8: me, though.
4: With I'm this next this guest. Like me, but the so main thing is, just
2: me,
4: your freedoms, your rights are under assault by all fascists. It turns out that right now, speech is under assault. Every right that has been enumerated is under assault by the Marxist mafia. But their main goal, the main one, in my opinion, is the Second Amendment. No question about it. My next guest is Eric Pratt. He is the Senior Vice President of Gun Owners of America. You've seen him all over, from NBC to CBS to OANN to Newsmax to CNN. He's been everywhere. He's not afraid to go anywhere. And he is here to discuss how gun policy, once again, is on the ballot. Your rights of the Second Amendment. Eric, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, you're welcome. Great to be with you, Sean. Doing well here. You know, it's, some, it's interesting. The, um, the, the, the greatest examples of, of Democrat mafia failure all have one thing in common, and that is to disarm the innocent people. Knowing full well, criminals don't give a rip about laws. Gangbangers and drug dealers and all-around scum really don't care what law is in the way. They kick in windows, they rob cars, they beat, they rape, they do all kinds of things. The only thing that can protect a woman against a thug is a gun, which is why the women in my life carry. Um, Why is it, do you think, that politicians want to take that away from women and men and citizens in general? Why do they want to turn them into victims?
11: I tell you what, uh, that is an excellent question, because they certainly don't want to give up their own security, right? I mean, you know, they are some of the most well-guarded class here uh, in Washington, D.C., and I live right outside of Washington, D.C., because that's part of my job. i got to be here to lobby, but I remember that uh, former New York congressman, Uh, when asked uh, you know, he made a statement to a reporter that people don't need guns. And the reporter asked him, said, well, you know, you guys are guarded by security. And he he just kind of chuckled and said, well, that's different. And and that's really the the mentality. You know, a lot of them, that was surprising. He would say that so openly. But, you know, a lot of them like to keep that on the down low. But that's the exact truth. They are well-protected. You know, we protect our president with guns. We protect our congressmen with guns. uh, And yet they want to not only take away our guns, are most vulnerable like our children uh they even want to get the school resource officers out of the schools it's disgusting uh the hypocrisy that they engage in
4: it really is you know earlier in my show when we talk about foreign policy and we talk about the mindless violence and the wars and the corruption in foreign policy and the atrocities i I said openly i I'm, i'm personally aggravated the gun was invented because after all i'm norwegian I am half Norwegian, half Italian. We would have conquered everybody. It was the gun that (laughs) prevented that. And, you know, when I see this story of the woman that was raped by the the guy who was arrested 25 times just the other day, I'm thinking to myself, if she was jogging and she had even a 25, she could have shot that son of a dog in his forehead and solved the whole problem. And why do they want to keep women and weak people as victims? And Chicago, listen, the under over is 30 this weekend who's going to get shot, and that's only because the weather's bad. They don't care, and every weekend it's a three-year-old, it's a seven-year-old, it's a, and they pretend that they're winning because they have these arbitrary rules and costs to honest people in ghettos where to be a licensed gun owner in the sewer of Chicago it costs cost you $400. These are people that struggle. So they, 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 they like having victims, and they regulate to ensure they do. Why can't we reason with these people?
11: Well, there is no reasoning. And and the only thing that really uh, corrects the situation, and this is uh, one of the lasting gifts of our founding fathers, and it's the election that we have every two years. And and obviously we're on the verge of that, and everybody is predicting a a red wave. And, you know, obviously the uh, economy is the, the elephant in the room. That's probably the biggest issue on voters' minds. But crime is also one of the top issues. I mean, let's face it. Uh, 12 cities broke murder records last year. They were all Democrat-controlled cities. And so this means that self-defense and gun rights are going to play a considerable role on Tuesday. And, in fact, they already have. I mean, just look at the primaries. This is kind of exciting. Over 70 percent of the sitting Republican congressmen who lost their primary elections this year they voted for gun control. I mean, think about that. It's hard to defeat a sitting congressman, especially in the primaries. Uh, but 70% of the sitting Republicans who lost their prim- primaries did so after supporting gun control. But it's not going to stop there because gun control has historically hurt Democrats, too. And, you know, this is something you, you remember Bill uh, Clinton moaned about. He's, he admitted several times his support for gun control is what cost him control the Congress in 1994 when Republicans took over for the first time in 40 years. And then in 2000, Democrats conceded it was gun control that cost them the presidency without Gore. Uh, and it sure didn't, you know, gun control didn't help John Kerry or Hillary. Uh, so fast forward to the present. Joe Biden has pushed a record amount of gun control in the last two years. So Tuesday really is going to be the day of reckoning for those in his party who have been following him blindly off the cliff.
4: I love it, Eric. Just please don't ever refer to Bill Clinton moaning. It makes me think of topless interns. In the meantime, <laughs> there's, there's there's something that that is the culprit here, and it's not just the Democrat mafia. It's the collusion with the propagandists of fascism, the media. And I'll tell you a great example. I own a little cigar store outside of Chicago, and a friend of mine owns one in an area called Oak Park. I know you don't know where this is, but it's very, very, very Democrat-influenced. So he has a different... Actually, I do know, yes. okay. So he's a different crowd. Well, they're
11: they're famous for their uh, handgun ban years ago.
4: So he has a different crowd. Mainly, a lot of them are Democrats. However, he has one man who is not uh, Caucasian. He is a man of color. He was 78 years old. He was pumping gas. And an 18-year-old thug comes up and he sticks a gun in his back and says, I'm t- give me the keys in your wallet. And the guy's, okay. And he, he, as he was reaching for what the kid thought was his keys in his wallet, he pulled out a three fifty-seven and shot the kid in the face and saved his life. Not, mm. one, not one story, Eric. Not one. The women that fight back. The, the weak people who fight back. The people who stop crimes. Unless it's something they can't avoid, it doesn't get reported. If it has a gun, it definitely doesn't get reported the this we couldn't be to this position we're in in the year 2022 with the objective fact of how important a weapon is to protect a weak person against a strong perpetrator unless the media was cohorts with the government fascists and why is it that the media can't put together every despot every hellhole around the world has one denominator they don't let their people be armed are they just in on it just that deep
11: Oh, they—they they are total. They are so in the tank. The media is uh, for the anti-gun party. I mean, they should be wearing wetsuits and snorkels. Uh, I mean, you know, the the, the two are uh, you know twins separated at birth. Let me tell you, uh, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, there's so many stories out there that just don't get reported, like the the West Virginia woman, and this was a couple months ago. But uh, she stopped a mass shooting at a party that she was at. You know, if that guy had succeeded in murdering several people with his AR-15, which was illegal, by the way, because the guy wielding it was a criminal, uh, everybody would have heard of this story nonstop for a couple weeks. But she pulled out her Glock 43. She was licensed to carry, pulled it out, shot him dead. He was the only one who suffered, any, I mean, he, he was the only one who killed or, or injured there. I mean, that, that's a wonderful story, and yet why doesn't the media report that? And there's so many stories like that. Last year, uh, John Lott's Research, and I'm sure you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah, i had him on the research, show. Yeah, he, he found that the FBI is undercounting uh, the number of times where law-abiding citizens Stop these active shooters, and last year uh, they did so in fifty one percent of the cases uh, but you know the FBI does report on uh, a few of them, but they're not nearly gathering or, or reporting on all of them so you know not only is it the media but it's the fbi i mean it's it's really a big collusion and it's all aimed at demonizing firearms so that most of the stories that people hear are always in the negative because they're all about restricting our rights
4: you know one thing that's fascinating is these new this new marxist mafia this new party they believe themselves to be brilliant they believe themselves to be ahead of the game even though they wallow in their own failure i lo- i find that laughable but one of the um big pieces they put in place for the future is something called a red flag law. This is something that I knew what it was immediately. It is not to actually prevent any real threat because you cannot prevent it. It is going to be used as another legal uh, spear against the free man's rights so that if he speaks against the government, if he questions their fascism when it comes to things like covid, when it comes to things like the inside spending and all of the things that these, this mafia now does when you speak against it, they can say, oh. You are a domestic threat to the nation, which is why the Democrats have these phony committees and they meet together and they decide the greatest threat to America are ex-military guys who believe those oaths that they went to fight for. And you see how this is going to be used against the true American by his own government. Isn't that the real purpose of this red flag law? And once they're in place, primarily in, in Illinois, it was put in place by a rare Republican governor we had. What can the people do to ever fight against that when so many of their rights have been stripped away, even in the way they defend themselves?
11: Well, again, the best way I mean, there obviously are uh, a few tools that we have. One is, you know, we're taking uh, cases uh, into the courts all over the country, and, that, and, and we're winning. Uh, so that's what, but obviously, that's a very expensive route. The cheapest route is what happens on Tuesday. Yeah. Where we literally have to vote the bums out. By the way, I should mention if people go to our website at gunowners.org forward slash ratings, you can see all of our ratings all across the country, but especially in your state. Uh, see who's you know we we rate every uh, race uh, either with a, a very tough survey or if they're an incumbent, we use their. Uh, their record in office, because, you know, a lot of times they want to tell you. And even Chuck Schumer will say he supports the Second Amendment. But (laughs) obviously, uh, you know, Chuck Schumer hasn't told the
4: truth in his life. Um, One of the things I have a a question for, I mean, is the government so naive that they think all the people um, are unaware of exactly how dangerous it is now under a government that has become comfortable implementing different versions of fascism to be law abiding? And all they're really going to create are people who would have formerly been law-abiding, who now understand they have to fear their government. And it won't be long before honest men stop registering weapons, stop applying for licenses, and try to achieve the anonymity the criminal scum get with the help of the government. I mean, do they not see how they're disincentivizing cooperation? Absolutely. And
11: what you're getting at is is a government that would fear our guns is a government that themselves should not be trusted. And this is something that our our founding fathers, uh, you know, James Madison known as the father of the constitution made it clear that the second amendment in the constitution protects the right of the people to keep and bear arms, where he said in other countries, they're scared to allow the people to own firearms. And it's all about, because if people, if the masses are disarmed, then you can abuse them and you don't have to worry about any uh, about them defending themselves. And so th- this really is I mean th- this is our most bedrock life. The declaration of independence says that our rights are endowed by the creator and one of them is the right to life and of course defending life is is one of those most precious gifts that we have and almost Every politician with a D after his name in this country is out to deny you that right and take away uh, your guns from you in some way or another.
4: It's, it's getting to the point where one of the things I'm starting to have in common with my Soviet brother and sisters, my communist, ex-communist brother and sisters, this ex-socialist, is that honest people are going to have to start fearing their government if the Democrats retain power. That's a scary, scary reality in the year 2022, I can't thank you enough for what you do. Eric Pratt, he is the Vice President for Gun Owners of America, GunOwners.org. Thank you so much for everything. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, you're very welcome. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He will never negotiate his
0: constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM five sixty. The answer.
4: One of my favorite things to do when I'm watching the news in Florida is always focus on the point of how many crimes are stopped by retired old people that are in a store in a FedEx where a Democrat scumbag comes in to rob them and they shoot him in the temple. It's one of my favorite things. And, you know, it's funny. The reason they are there is primarily because they're from Democrat sewers that love to take away the Second Amendment. Love it. So what do people do? They get up and they go where their freedoms are welcomed. I have somebody on the line like that. I call him Uncle Ralphie. What are you doing, kid? What do you mean, old man? Uh, You're a little old. (laughs) <laughs> i But you were uh, something when I met you Driving around, you had hair like Fabian The ladies throwing themselves at you It was something I, to see I
6: would have
9: never I would have never t- taken the bet that I would have hit this age No anyway, um,
4: Neither would anybody you yeah, were married to right. or grew up with
9: Go ahead Right that, Listen, that guy Pratt really knows his stuff And there's two things that ruin guns That's politicians and rust Oh, but, look at it. <laughs> Well, no, wait, the most beautiful, I was reading about, I was reading something about Jefferson the other day. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever said. He said the beauty of the Second Amendment is you won't need it until the government comes for your guns.
4: You know, it's interesting. It's I, I wanted to ask him, what's the plan? No, I'm not I'm serious about this. Okay, so you outlaw guns, right? You got all the red flag laws, oh, I, I and you be- say all these guys are dangerous. How, what happens then? They deploy the military. They deploy the police department. Who do they send to come get guns from guys who have always been lawful, but they're not going to give up their rights peacefully? What happens then?
9: I, well, they, they have shootouts until, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Somebody comes to my guns, are going to get the wrong end. That's all I can tell you. I like that. I
4: mean, I'm not going to surrender my guns to anybody. First of all, you live in Texas. Nobody's going to come for well, the guns. They I kept mean. trying, I, I on... and it didn't end so well. Not to mention you're on a farm. You'll be seeing them coming for the next three minutes. You could you could, you could, could load 40 of them. All right, kid. <laughs> well,
6: you take care. You're doing a great job. Take, keep it up.
4: Thanks, Uncle Ralph.
6: Appreciate it. You'll shoot your eye
4: out, kid. I got to play this because I, 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 I have to play this before we go to break. I promise if you're on the line, I'm going to get to you. But you got to hear this
10: now to the latest on the attack on Paul Pelosi. NBC News has now learned more details about the moment police officers arrived.
4: And if only he had a gun, he wouldn't have been hit in the head with a San Francisco ball peen hammer. You know, the difference between a San Francisco ball peen hammer and all the others. San Francisco ball peen hammers have
10: two balls. The new insight gives a fuller picture of the 82 year old's response in the middle of the emergency. NBC's Miguel Almaguer has more. What was it?
2: This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. Right. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not... Not immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant
4: Is that something you do when you're being attacked? Wow. wow! Now this story that you're listening to has been stripped down. Thankfully we downloaded it. This is, now you can't find it! Because the corrupt Pravda for the mafia knew that they opened a can of worms and away
2: from police it's unclear if the 82 year old was already injured or what his mental state was say sources according to court documents when the officer asked what was going on defendant smiled and said everything's good
4: but instantaneously now the defendant would be de pepe in his underpants with two stinky hammers
2: A struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi.
4: Yeah, but does that beginning part matter? Walking from the police to the assailant? By the way, was just one of them in their underpants. Exactly. What is this story with the underpants? We can work on the San Francisco ball peen hammers later. This stinks to high heaven, and it doesn't fit the narrative. Did they mention Paul Pelosi's Apple calls? You know, he bought them at eighty dollars. Oh, he made a killing. Maybe the Pepe sold them. You know, you're not going to be happy. You sell those calls. That's a guy who really took a haircut, or found a stinky hammer and attempted
10: to kill him
2: after spending several days in the icu pelosi who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand that's terrible oh
4: uh, but i i i I, I am still a little shocked that all of this damage to paul happened in front of the officers huh a lot of questions 312-642-5600
3: I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace.
2: Thank you.
0: AM560, the answer.
2: Okay, now it's safe to say this Irish
4: gypsy short in the pants Union bribery payoff scam artist pretending to be president has landed in the Chicagoland area where he's finally home. And now he's going to go put lipstick on the pig that is the Democrat mafia policies. But he said something today. The lovely honey bunny was able to grab it.
7: So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is you're going to save them a hell of a lot of money And using the same transmission line that transmitted the coal-fired electric on We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar.
4: Honey, is the wind blowing? I'd like to watch TV. Remember that? That was a great clip. He was right again, huh? And now this wrinkled-ass old Irish gypsy, he's got his campaign contributors on the windmills that you're going to be paying for that don't work, that suck, like every other of their policies. And in the meantime, they're going after all kinds of your rights, First Amendment, Second Amendment, And who are they protecting? Which kind of scourge are they protecting?
3: There was a woman who was brutally attacked while out for a run in New York City. Police say a homeless man grabbed her from behind as she ran in Hudson River Park in Manhattan yesterday morning. He choked, raped and robbed her. The suspect arrested in connection seen here was reportedly wanted for two other sex crimes and had at least 25 prior arrests. This is a shocking story. It's on the front page of the New York Post on everybody's minds this morning. Twenty
4: five is a lot huh, squirrel. That's why my girls and myself, when I'm in this sewer of Democrat utopia called Illinois, I'm like a pirate. Brass knuckles, knives, guns, hoping to run into one of these Democrat base supporters. With bad intentions for my safety. Because unlike Paul Pelosi, I don't call the police to go back and sniff hammers. We're going to take care of it right then and there. That's what's at stake this election. Christine Shanahan McGovern.
10: Hello there. Hi. How is it going there? Very good. Excellent. So I wanted to tell you guys about an event that's happening on Monday, Rise Up to Vote that Darren Bailey is is organizing, and I'm helping him facilitate it. It's at Bourbon Street. All the Republican candidates are invited. It's at 7 p.m. We have music. Yes, we have music by um, Billy Gray, who is an awesome patriot. We also have free food. It is a cash bar, um, but it's to have an opportunity for all of us like-minded people to get together, to continue this momentum, because I am telling you at the polls, I'm listening to the people, I'm talking to them, there is going to be a great shift.
4: This is wonderful. You couldn't get the Stinky Hammer cover band? No. (laughs) Damn it, I thought for sure you could get them. I think they would get a lot of people in the seats. In fact, uh, um, Squirrel and I and Honey Bunny were putting a little LLC together in, in, in the event, God forbid, a thousand times the Democrats win, I want to open in Wrigleyville the Stinky Hammers. Oh, God. Yeah, at least, you know, we're going to have to fill up some of the commercial space that's fleeing the sewer of Chicago. So I hope for your sake and for the sake of all Illinoisans, people do rise up to the vote event. It is Monday starting at what time? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. That's at nighttime in, in case there's some CPS students listening. And uh, <laughs> that will be at Bourbon Street. Cash bar means you got to bring your wallet. Drinks are not on the house. And uh, will that fraud be there with his Farrah Fawcett dyed hair, Fioretti, pretending to be a Republican?
10: Uh, no, I don't think he's coming.
4: I hope I see him uh, tomorrow because I'm going to Freedom Summit. I hope I, he shows up there. I don't know if what will be funnier, trying to pretend that that's his real blonde hair or that he's a Republican scumbag that he is
10: so all right well, he actually is a, he actually is a decent person oh what yeah I know.
4: he's peachy unless of he course is. you own the tavern in his ward where he shook you down to give his law firm five thousand dollars so you can get a liquor license through the through the labor extortion mafia back when he was a democrat i know he's totally great now thank you very much christine shanahan mcgovern oh I hang
10: re- on hang on hang on one one more thing sorry i want to thank the listeners who listened to me and gave me donations because i was able to do a text in an uh-huh. email campaign out. So, and I did a mailer. So thank you. It was because oh. of your platform. They are just starting to go out and thank you. Thank you. Glad thank you.
4: to help. I have very deep sympathy for the Irish girls on the South side. Thank you very much. Anytime <laughs> I can help you guys out. Thank you very much. Christine, Shannon, and McGovern. One of the good ones. Don and Carol string. Hey, my friend. Oh, wow. I was uh, traveling. Can you hear me? I could hear you.
6: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was traveling, so then I hear
11: a
5: uh, gentleman from Indiana. Very good, you guessed Diego uh, Morales. This is Diego Morales, and he said a word that the Democrats just hate: "Republic."
4: The Republic. We do have a bad That's, connection, you know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let the people know what you said. You said "Republic." That's exactly what they hate. Kevin, two times Austin, Texas.
11: Sean, Republicans aren't worker, uh, aren't uh, aren't the greatest, but. The other side's crazy, and I'm curious: Is Prickwinkle going to be with uh,
4: Biden tonight, or is that more of a description? Of oh, it? I don't know. She might scare him. That would really confuse him. I guarantee. I got five dollars that if Prickwinkle shows up, he calls her Grady. You want a piece of that action, kid?
11: I would not want a piece of that action, even with somebody else. All right, hey, uh, oh, get out. Me. As get if she vote. had a choice.
4: That's the funniest part about the you know them proclaiming that they're. Uh, you know, in the same sec, like you had a choice. I don't know any desperado that's looking at Tony or Lori and saying, "I gotta have some." Well, yeah.
11: So, so Sean, it's, here's the thing: it's you know, it's we're at the front, we're at two yard line. The the guns about to get off. You're the team that you have is the team that you
2: have.
4: It's I'm not, not perfect. Dragging it's not Bob you ready. The I'm not fraud asking you Joe. anywhere by I'm his die job and pretending he's a Republican. Anything. He is today what he was for 25 Anything. years, a stooge of the mafia. You're not fooling Anything. anybody, stupid, especially your beautician. So, I think he gets his hair done at a comedy club. What do you think?
11: So I think I think that we have to do whatever we can to put a dent into the Chicago machine and dismantle
4: yeah. it. This is just the beginning. I can't wait to call you next Wednesday yeah, and you talk just, about what we're going to do. You remember next. what I said. If I had time, I'd have T-shirts made. <laughs> Grady Preckwinkle is twice the man Bob have Fioretti a great, is. Have a, Thank you.
6: Have a great weekend, have a great time tomorrow. Yeah, I hope too. you have a good event.
4: You too. Is this where I that's why I'm terrible? That's why when that, that Dimwit called up, he represents us. If you're a Republican that's too stupid to figure out that these upper echelon Republicans and little Dick Irving with Ken Griffin's money is not the solution, he's a big part of the problem, along with the Durkins, along with the Brady's, and along with the Fiorettis. It's not somebody that's going to change anything. He just wants his cut of the action because he got cut out, ironically, by the short and the pants Irish mafia. I'd still love to find out that story. Something tells me it's got something to do about money. 5600.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty.
2: The answer. I wonder if Rob Maglarvich, the other scumbag. With his boyfriend,
4: Fabio, pretending to be his bodyguard, are going to be here like last year. Don't worry, I'll behave myself. I just ridicule them for what they are. Con artists like Bob Fioretti. See, that does aggravate me. Honey Bunny's right. Gets my blood boiling. Do not call these 25-year legacy mobsters good guys because now they pretend to be Republicans. You want to swim with the scum? Congratulations, you're a scumbag forever. That's just a fact, Jack. And the only reason they're pretending to be on your side is because they're ostracized from the real short-in-the-pants mafia. Rod Lagojevich's son-in-law to Dick Mel, married to the lovely sweet Polly Purebred. She's an amazing real estate broker and insurance agent. Nobody's ever seen her, but she makes a fortune, scum. Uh, Tony, Portage, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Yes. The cops and the soldiers I know... Uh-huh. Would, would refuse to go
3: after their parents' gun? I hope they'd so, look brother. At their, they'd look at their sales and say, are you normal? Well, here's something... You I- think I'm going to take... Take my
6: dad's guns away from him?
4: That's a great thing, and I hope you're right, and I'll pose this to you. If, if, if everybody thought like that, it would be America again. However, every one of these yes. scumbags that are betraying the Constitution all swore an oath to uphold it and all worked tirelessly to undermine it. We call them Democrats, but there's a lot of Republicans there, too. I hope you're right, brother. Terry and Rogers
10: Park. Uh, Sean, uh, I hope you don't mind. I'd, I'd like to hear about uh, what that book Atlas Shrug is about. Uh, I, I tried to read it a long time ago, but I didn't understand it.
4: Terry, it's about the year 2022 in America. It was just written in the 40s. And what it's about is this: the strength and ignorance and arrogance of collectivism as they strip away the individual rights of the Enlightenment and Americanism. It's about what we're living through right now. And a main part that you really like is how the government continues to fail, continues to be caught corrupt and continues to take over private businesses and private individuals as their quest for utopia kind of rivals the Third Reich, which is why I call this administration the Fourth Reich. It's about right now. And I highly recommend you read it again and think of it that way, because that'll help you understand it. And then listen to Joe Biden's speech and then listen, and then go back and read a chapter. And you see how fascism gets support from the feeble, from the corrupt, and how it doesn't matter who the players are. It just matters how the mafia grows. Thank you very much, Terry. How much time do I got, kid? John and Elgin. Hi, Sean. Hi, buddy. This is
1: John
3: from Elgin, formerly of Oak Park, but don't hold that against me.
4: No, as long as you're not dressed like a longshoreman. Go
10: ahead. No, I'm not. (laughs) Hey, I just want to say... uh, I look at all these analysis on the news about the polls and everything. Yeah. The one thing you have to ask yourself when you go in to vote, am I, and I know this is an old saying, but are you better off than you were two years ago?
4: I like that. It's a great saying. And, it, and here's and another it, thing I want to remind you. Forty-two years ago today, Ronald Reagan was elected in this country. Yeah. So that's something to be optimistic about. Hopefully it can happen again, and hopefully we can set the people free. I hope. Thank you, John. Robert, I got about 40 seconds, kiddo
9: yeah I was uh, this is in regards to that commercial you had about two segments ago. Why would somebody try to put um boosters into their system? I know people put four four boosters in them. And Pfizer's making money. That's ridiculous.
4: Well, they're not not as smart as as Johnson & Johnson, who not only gave people massive heart problems, but just acquired a company that's supposed to solve the heart problems. It's like hooking people on opioids when you tell them it's fine. And then when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, the politicians you bribe to let you put those opioids back in the system pretend to fine you. And then who gets the money when the the big pharma has to pay? Not the people who have lost loved ones, but the government. They make it on the way in and the way out. That's why you recognize in this country, it's a banana republic. It's not a government that represents you. It's a government that rules you. And the mafia isn't two Italian guys talking about the spread of Monday Night Football. It's short-in-the-pants Irishmen who are walking around Chicago like it's a success with their team of security guards rather than basking in the open glory of the utopia it delivers like the south side of Chicago. Go ahead, Joe. Go for a walk. Leave the Secret Service at home. Tell me how it goes. You'll walk home with your underwear like Paul Pelosi. Can I get another segment? No? All right, remember, it's Friday. I'll see the good people at Freedom Summit. And if I see the bad people, I can't wait to confront you face-to-face. I will be back on Monday. Oh, oh, oh see. to the irish mafia if you should happen to see the presidential brigade that isn't very presidential see ya monday don't just have a great night have an american
2: night